Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Back in the studio. Back in the studio in the Los Angeles studio. Back in the LA studio. Excited <laughs> to have Danny J back. It's so funny. Every time we see each other, it's literally like, I have so much stuff to tell you and so many things happen. Like literally like big things actually that I yeah. just like in the moment couldn't tell. But it's only been two weeks or like <laughs> 10 days even. <laughs> I know. Friends with Besties was 10 days ago. Is that it? It was, it seems like a million years ago. So funny. I've been seeing all these memes. Have you been seeing these on Instagram where everyone's like, January feels like it was 170 days long. And yeah. I actually didn't feel like January was that long. I feel like it went by really fast. But I also feel like Brunch with Besties was like 10 years ago. So yeah, I still this weird think, time I think loop. it's like March right now. Yes. But it's not. It's <laughs> early February. Oh so yeah, uh, you just got in today. And we, of course, spent a couple hours walking up and down doing our wine walks, even though we didn't have wine, we had coffee. Yeah. Do people know what wine walks are? We haven't talked should about the wine Should we make walks? that a thing? It is. It's our thing. It's a, it's a sure. thing to us personally. <laughs> but should other people do it too? You know, we, yeah, we just, we used to do this a lot in Venice. We would get our, we call them to-go cups, which basically are to-go cups, like coffee cups, and fill it with wine and just go on a walk and just have our like long talks with Yeah, we did sunset wine. walks. We just bring a little roadie down to sunset. I actually, we had a friend who was going through a breakup and I had her come out to LA and I was like, we're going to go on a wine walk. And so I filled up her cup and we did a little wine walk. I think if anybody comes out to hang out with Jill and I, if you go on a wine walk, you'll know exactly that's what it is. And you know, honestly, I feel like these po- these podcast episodes are kind of like the wine walk. So like you and I will do like an intake. We're like, okay, cool. Like what's going on? We're like not even officially, but then we come back and like, okay, let's turn the mic on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people, so we had the brunch with besties. Hopefully you guys listened to the episode. And then we ha- also had my mastermind weekend and we did a little meetup and uh, some people who were at the meetup came and they said they have been listening to the podcast and a lot of the feedback was you guys are just like in person just like you on the podcast because literally we just turn this thing on and start talking yes. so we've gotten a little bit better about going with the flow I think sometimes at the beginning we kind of had a little bit it was a little more scripted yeah we took a lot of notes before we did no we don't take as many notes we don't sometimes, take any notes <laughs> sometimes we take notes but I have to tell you track. what happened a couple weeks ago what? it was like it was right before I guess this is right after Brunch's Besties I was so we have a bunch of trips coming up and I get waxed I do Brazilians and um, get my eyebrows waxed every two weeks and sometimes like Ah, like it's so hard. You know how it is. Like yeah, the the hair situation down below is kind of hard, especially when you're like dating someone and you're like <laughs> having frequent. So you're kind of like, okay, like I don't want to get super long because I, right. I don't personally love a bush. Like I think it's fine if you, that's your preference. <laughs> um, I like no hair. I just always love no hair. So yep. I was letting grow out a little bit. So anyway, this isn't the part of the story, but I just thought we'd, we'd talk about this. So anyway, I go to the waxing place. And afterwards I came out and I'm standing in front of my car and I'm on my phone. I had just posted something on, on Instagram. So I'm like answering, like answering questions and stuff like that. And I look over to the right, I'm in the parking lot, look over to the right and there's a street there and there's a dude sitting in his car. He's like, it's like a, uh, it's like a middle-aged guy. And he's just kind of looking at me and I'm like, oh, don't think anything of it. No mm-hmm. big deal. And then I like, so I go into my car and I'm still not ready to leave yet. So I'm like on my phone a little bit more. And so at this point, maybe like five, 10 minutes has gone by and I'm still like on my phone. And then finally I'm like, I'm ready to leave. 
So I put my car in reverse and I look over at the dude in the car and he's jacking off in the car. <laughs> oh my God. He's masturbating in the car. And I was like, did you make eye just contact so sh- with Yeah. Him? And then he finally saw me looking at him and he stopped. Oh my but God. I was like, do dudes masturbate in their cars? Wow. I know. I was shocked. Was he like, like a normal looking guy? Was he creepy? Was he cute? He was probably like in his 40s. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, well, obviously it was creepy, but like, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it was so disorienting yeah. and shocking. I've never seen that before. So I was talking to Jade about it. And I was like, do dudes do that? Do you remember when we were walking on Main Street and I saw that homeless guy jerking off the one time? And I was like, oh my gosh, I wish I never yeah, saw that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand a little bit if you're homeless because you're like, where else are you going to do it? I mean, I guess. But like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with masturbating too. Like maybe we should probably do an episode on this Oh my gosh, this point. might take a turn. Well, have we talked about this? I don't think we've talked about it in the podcast. Somehow I mentioned in my stories once that I like masturbate on the airplane like almost all the time yeah. I fly. <laughs> I was wondering if you're going to tell if you're talk about that. <laughs> we'll save this for another. We'll do a masturbation episode. Yeah, we'll have to I come mean, back to this. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, by the way. Like, and if you're listening to this and you are feeling offended, like, I'm sorry, but it's your own body. You should be able to touch it how you want to. And to me, it, there's nothing shameful or gross or weird about it. It's just literally, but like, to do in public while you're looking at a chick who's standing there and I wasn't like naked or anything. I was literally wearing like workout clothes yeah. and it was just shocking and just like very inappropriate. I was like, oh my God, and, like ran away, but. <laughs> Damn, I mean, it's well, hey, crazy. He knew you were freshly waxed, and I it was, was like, you know what? Though sexy. there's a middle-aged dude who sells libido, so there you go. Hey, I don't know. Funny thing, you just mentioned the waxing too, because I just got, um, I've been doing the dermapen thing on my face, and I just got a, I got it done yesterday, and I remember I was thinking about buying one to do myself, but it hurts so bad. Like you have to numb yourself, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I won't do it myself because it will just hurt. So I was thinking about other things that I thought about doing myself, and when I was in my twenties. I got waxed for the first time I worked at SeaWorld and I thought, I could do this myself. It seems so easy. So I bought a wax kit. Good Lord. If anybody has ever tried wax, first off, my lips are stuck together. I'm like trying to go to the bathroom at like, no. you know, toilet paper sticking down there. It is something you cannot do yourself. No. That, <laughs> it's just not a good idea. Find the money. Sometimes you have to pay the money, not yeah. find the money. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those things, like you just can't get the right ankles and it's no, way harder no. than it looks. I mean, and I think Nagar does her lip herself. I'm sure she'd be fine with me Upper that. lip? Yeah, she does her upper lip by herself. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's different. Or, I mean, but maybe her like. Your labia. That's yeah, a different no, set of lips to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so yeah, that was something that happened with me over the last couple weeks. In addition to many other things, I learned I got better at snowboarding. Yes, I've been snowboarding so much lately. Yeah, you have. I haven't really been doing anything else, to be honest. Literally, you've snowboarded more in your first season than I did in like over two seasons, I think. I have snowboarded seven times in the last three weeks. You're it's basically crazy. a pro at this point. No. Yeah, basically X Games. Let's yeah. do it. You're jumping. You're going 90 miles an yeah, hour. Yeah, we don't need to talk about it because we did a whole episode on it. But <laughs> today, we wanted to talk about something that is, I think, something that comes up a, a lot and... I have a lot of thoughts on this and I do too. We had a situation recently where, and I think this kind of happens sometimes, and we had a situation where a kind of mutual friend of ours reached out to you yep, and wanted to make sure that you were spending your money in a certain place in, in terms of her level of integrity. So can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to go out and say what kind of exactly happened. I'll 
I'll drop one name and the rest I won't. But so we're talking about being in other people's business and how much should you police other people's police other people's actions choices. or and police your friends yeah. and things like that. So what happened is, um, if you guys don't follow Lewis Howes, um, Jill was in his mastermind last year and we've been friends with him for a long time and known him for a long time. His girlfriend, ex girlfriend, recently posted on Instagram about her relationship ending because of infidelity. So obviously people can put near the, and dear to her heart. Can, Yep. And people can obviously put the pieces together. That's why I'm not going to say, like, not mention who it is because you can figure out who it is. So because a friend of mine knew that Jill and I had gone to Lewis's events and have supported Lewis, she texts me and with a screenshot of of Jen, the ex is post and said, so are you going to stop supporting him now? Kind of like that attitude. And I was like, whoa. And I was like, well, you know, it's no surprise to me. And let, like, just to be honest, you know, Jill and I have known Lewis for a long time. I, I don't think that he's ever done anything to where I thought he could have, not to say that he couldn't have cheated. He's had like inappropriate flirting or not inappropriate flirting, but inappropriate for being in a relationship, I guess. And so, you know, the news didn't shock me. But you always want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah. You know, for all we knew, like, you know, he was faithful. Yeah. But so, you know, there's, there's things like that. And so it was kind of one of those things. She goes, well, you knew he was creepy all along. Why did you support him? And now that we know, like, are you going to stop going to his events? Are you going to stop spending money? And so I told Jill about this. I was like, you know, I got this text. It was kind of interesting because it, she's, then she went into the, she went into it deeper saying, well, it's just about integrity and she wants her friends to have integrity. And she made a kind of joke saying that if I did, like I could, she couldn't be friends with me anymore. Like, LOL, but LOL, but serious. And I was like, huh, is it really appropriate to, and I guess, I mean, it is her prerogative, her prerogative to do so, but it was really interesting. And it really brought up the conversation of, you know, how much do we expect our friends to have certain level of integrity? Like we can have our own level of integrity, but isn't integrity even to a certain degree subjective? Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean the whole, the whole thing about it, there was just so many things, there were so many layers to it. Right. Because also it's, it's for me, I was thinking, well, why can't I forgive Lewis? If I forgive my own husband for his infidelity, why is it up to me to judge or not participate in some of Lewis's events or things that he does because he did the same thing that my ex-husband did and it's not even done to me, right? It's like, it actually has nothing to do with me. It's not my relationship. It's really none of my business. And I do get her side, but I also, I'm also going, what, you know, why am I going to judge him? And then there's the other part of when does somebody's personal life bleed into their professional life? And there's lots of gray areas. So I thought it would just be an interesting discussion to talk about that and also just kind of policing your friends and, and deciding like, it, I've even seen with political stuff, you know, I've seen people post like, oh, if you support Trump, then I'm not your friend. Or if you support whoever, I'm not your, uh, Obama, I'm not your friend. It's like, okay, how does supporting one person in their and maybe if you don't agree with some of the personal or political views, you decide that you can't associate with that person at all? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's just kind of where the discussion was going to go. Yeah, I think it's really interesting because my question, and you kind of shared with me the text message, and I think the first place that I go to, number one, is you know someone else's be like being unfaithful in their relationship has really nothing to do with me or us or like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, I always think that those kind of things are between the the people. Yeah. And I also just kind of question like, 
I feel like it's just not, it's like not really the business of us to like how you, how you spend money. And I also go like, everyone's different. Like the, mm-hmm. the integrity of the person is, it just depends on, or it's, it's different based on what they, how they are or who they are or, and I think the bigger question is the authenticity piece. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think we're going to do a podcast on the, on the authenticity piece, but coming back to like integrity being subjective, sure. I know some people will argue and go, no, it's black or white. And I get that. And I see that some people have a very black or white stance on what is right morally and what is wrong morally. And if it's wrong, then I don't want anything to do with it. And if it's right, then it's right. I definitely (laughs) actually think Sal from Mind Pump, he made a post on this about moral subjectivity and Mm -hmm. moral relativism. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And gosh, I wish I could pull that up right now. I don't have the I should have looked it up ahead of time, but that one of the other, maybe some people are happier when there's a black or white, which is, was interesting to me because I would have thought when, if, when it's more relative. So I was actually having a conversation with my mom about this yesterday when it comes to the, these abortion laws that are coming in, in New York right now and late term abortion and all of that stuff. And, you know, she was saying, you know, the baby could be put up for adoption and the baby could be, you know, whatever. And wherever you stand on that, it doesn't really matter. Where I was just playing the the devil's advocate to my mom was saying, but you have never been put in the shoes of that woman. You don't Mm -hmm. know what she's going through. Mm -hmm. You don't know what kind of maybe abuse or brainwashing or what kind of um, options she thinks she has. So I'm not saying that it's correct, right or wrong. You know, I do have my own views on that. But at the same time, I think that you do have to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And so there's a lot of aspects of, of these things. And so... It's really, for me, it's just really tricky to come in and say to somebody, well, to say to someone, A, this is wrong of you, but because you associate with those, or because you're in those circles, now I can't associate with you. So for her to say that she doesn't agree with what Lewis did is totally her prerogative. But then for her to come and say to me, if you even go to Lewis's event, now I'm not friends with you. That was just another line, just another level where I'm like, is that okay? I mean... I guess it's all okay, but it just felt like an extra step. And I'm like, how far do we go? And like judging our friends and, and honestly, what people do behind closed doors, I mean, who really knows? (laughs) That's what that I think was really hard is like, you know, do you, if you spend money with somebody or whatever, are you condoning that behavior? Right. You know, and then like what behaviors are there? So I think it's really self-righteous to your point about like the abortion laws and stuff. I think that's, what's really hard is that there's this level of Mm self-righteousness where you go, my truth is the truth. Mm -hmm. And if people don't conform, but to your point, people do have the prerogative to have standards for their friendships. So, you know, um, one of the things that, you know, I, I would consider that I have standards for my friendships too, but it's not, it doesn't have to do with the other people. Like I would never yeah. try to, I think, so I think it depends on like, if I'm like Danny, you have to spend your money in a certain place. And if yeah. you don't, we can't be friends. Like that to me seems odd, but I have certain standards that if they, if it, affects me. So for example, if you are around a bunch of people and I'm not there and, you know, people start talking shit about me or whatever, I expect that you will stand up for me, that I expect that you will like represent well, that you won't be silent. You won't be like, you know, that you will stand up for me. Like, I think that's like the loyalty piece is bigger for me Mm -hmm. than like trying to police how you're spending your money. So I think, you know, like you mentioned that people, there is, you can have your prerogative. However, there are consequences to that. Sure. So even just that text message exchange, you're going like, this is odd to me. And like, so 
not only does she get to choose you, but now you get to choose her back or not. Yeah. So that's one of the things too, is like, cool. Like we, just because we had this simple exchange, like you might not choose me, but guess what? I might not choose you as a result of having this conversation. So yeah. I do think that it's important to, and, and to your point, like, yes, policing political stuff, also policing fitness and nutrition advice. You yeah. know, I always find it so bizarre when people are like, we can't be friends because we have a different nutrition philosophy. Yep, yep. Like honestly, moderation 365, you guys know is my, is my philosophy. And like, it's the complete opposite of something like a whole 30, but I don't say like, Oh fuck them. Like, I'm just like, they have an audience too. Yep. I tend to think that that audience will eventually make its way to my audience, yep. but it's like, whatever like people I I think you and I are both of the mind that people should have the full experience themselves yeah and policing your friends feels preventative and as your friend I want you to do exactly what you need to do for you and I want you to feel 100% like there's no consequences like for like that I'm, I'm out if something like I just feel like there's more empathy that needs to be had there that's ultimately, I think it's all about the empathy. It's, it's realizing that people make mistakes and people are human. And I think that I can, and you and I have said this so many times, we used to be that person and we hear this all the time of going back to the affairs thing of like, oh, if my husband cheated or yep. my husband had an affair, I would be out of there. And then once yep. you're in those shoes, yep. things might change. And yep. that's why I feel like even this, maybe in the past I would have been like, gosh, I'm not going to hang around with a guy who cheats or I'm not going to um, go to an event listening to a dude who says one thing and, and does another. But now I've been on the other side. And same thing with you when my mom- You can still be disgusted by the behavior. Absolutely. You know what I mean, like I, I still think it's fucking cowardly. I still think it's gross behavior. I yeah. still don't condone it. Sure. You know, like I still am like, that is soft, yep. you know what I mean, or whatever. Yep. But at and, the same time. And it, yeah, and you know, to be, to her point, I am not- going to his events, right. but it had nothing to do with this. Right. That was, it just was, that was just the end for me. Um, I think there might've been, so in this particular instance, I'm wondering if there was an element of, cause to me, I'm like, okay, an affair is an affair, like, uh, or infidelity is infidelity. Mm-hmm. Like it's happening constantly. You and I both know this. Mm-hmm. And so a piece of me is like, what's the big deal in a sense? Mm-hmm. And then I'm wondering now that we're kind of seeing maybe some other people's accounts coming out, that it had something to do with either like more of that like toxic masculinity piece, right? Because sure. to me, I'm like, you know, dudes cheat, women do too. Yep. Like, that's the thing is like women cheat too, just as much as men. They just are better at not getting caught, I think. Um, I'm not condoning the behavior, but I'm saying if it's just a case of cheating, every like it's yep. really common. And again, to your point, both of us have been able to forgive our own partners for doing that. Right. And so then it just becomes, is this more than that though? And we'll talk yeah. about the authenticity piece in, like in a later episode, but is there like some maybe, um, like maybe toxic masculinity happening mm-hmm. or coercion even, or like maybe consent? Like, was there that kind of thing? Do you yeah. think that that's why this is such a big deal? Or do you think it's because he's a public figure? I think it's because he's a public figure and... By the way, I don't know what there is, by the way. I was I was just saying like, yeah. maybe that's, why is this being, why is this such a big deal? Right. I think part of it is the public figure. And then, of course, the authenticity, you know, kind of preaching uh, integrity and and preaching vulnerability and honest communication and stuff like that. Talking about that. And then that just is a whole other conversation of, you know, it's really when. So I remember when I found out about Nate and I was Googling all of these things about should I get a divorce? Because I was like, what's the answer? Right. Am I supposed to get a divorce or can I stay together? Yeah. And I remember watching a video, there was this man who, his whole work now is to help couples get through infidelity. 
And he said, like, you should leave if this is a kind of a bad person doing a bad thing. If this is their habit, it's something they do over and over and they've repeatedly shown that they're mis, they can't be trusted and they're doing this as a pattern. And then there's the other side of somebody, a good person who did a bad thing. And I remember thinking, well, this kind of for Nate, it felt like a good person doing a bad thing. That wasn't like his habit of, of being. And here's the thing when she said, you know, this person, you shouldn't be around because he did this bad thing. I'm going, is this a person who is in a, you know, habitual doing bad things? Or is it a good person who did a bad thing? Because I think all of us have the potential to do something shitty. We all have the potential to make big mistakes, betray someone, do it on, is it just because he did it on a public platform? Um, And so it's hard because, yeah, I want to, I want to say like, yeah, he's a shit asshole, but it's like, is he? Or did he just do a shit asshole thing? And ultimately that's not really for me to worry about right now. Yeah. And if his message, I actually have a client who we were working together a couple weeks ago and on my client worksheet, I asked people who they listen to, who they watch, what podcast, and Lewis was actually on there. And when she found out, she kind of messaged me. She's like, oh my God, he, like, I really looked up to him. And I said, well, you know, this is for you to think about. Did the message that he had for you at the time you needed it, did it work for you? And is that what you needed to hear? And I said, it doesn't mean it negates anything that, you know, maybe going forward, you don't want to listen to his messages or maybe going forward, you're going to start thinking differently. But if it helped you in that time and that person's message was what you needed it to be, then so be it. And I mean, there's going to maybe the future podcast, you're going to find out shit about me that you're like, I thought Danny was amazing and she did that. Well, I mean, here's the thing that people need to know about you and me is that we'll say it first. <laughs> like you're not going right. to find out from someone else. Like we will call our own bullshit out. If, if it's out there, we'll tell, we'll say it first, you know, and I think the larger conversation is to what degree are you trying to control other people? And like, you know, I'm a huge fan of Byron Katie's work. And she says that there are three types of business. She said the first business is God's business. This is things that are completely uncontrolled. This is like maybe natural disasters, weather, things like that, that are just completely out of our control. I don't think she's necessarily a religious person, but it's kind of like the stuff that like no Mm -hmm. one can control. Right. Then there's your business, which is the stuff that you can control. And then there's other people's business. So the idea that, you know, I'm going to call up anyone who's ever worked with Lewis and be like, Hey, just making sure you're not going to be spending money with him. And by the way, you guys like, so from what we've not to gossip, but like, I think that it probably has impacted his business at this point. Yeah. But it's like, to what degree are you willing? You're certainly prerogative, but we talk a lot about like, I don't want to say inner peace, but like what, what reality do you want it moment to moment? What reality do you want to be living? And the idea, can you just imagine how much like anxiety that produces is like, oh my God, I'm going to make sure and police and make sure that all these people are. So I think there are consequences to choices, but is it my business to go around and make sure that everyone is falling in line with what I deem to be appropriate or integrous? It's, it's another question of, do we go telling people what we know? Because there, you and I know, I'm not going to say any names again, but Jill and I know. I have some personal experiences with people that are pretty shitty experiences. And I've seen yep. our friends do business with them and I see them post on social media and I cringe when I see the stories with the person, but I don't feel any reason to go to them and say, Hey, I had a different experience with them because their experience isn't the same as my experience. So I just let it go and I just keep my business to myself. And that's where it's also weird. It's like, 
let's say we do know some dirt on somebody. Is it our job to go to the next person to like spill the dirt on them? Because for me, I believe people can change as yeah, well. I do. And I believe people can grow. And I also believe that the truth comes out eventually. Yes, I agree. And so I'm not about to like, if I knew, you know, maybe Jill was really shitty because she picks her nose and public or something I don't need to like go ahead and find her new friends and be like hey guess what or Joe post it on knows. Facebook right? right like I mean it's like I don't need to go tell that because they'll eventually see her picking her nose <laughs> you know I love that you said that because I, I'm of the same I do believe that there's utility in allowing people the full experience so as much as I I really hurt for Jen part of me is just like this is the what like she needs in this mm-hmm. moment that's how I think you and I both feel about our experiences too is it's so devastating but it is so like I, I could be so grateful for it and so for me like there's utility in allowing for other people to have their experience with the person yep. and allow for the full fallout whatever that looks like whether it's a financial you know like you get fucked over financially whether yep. like emotionally you're dragged through the mud like I like the idea and, and I like it for myself too. So it's not just like I want everyone else to, to like to experience heartbreak. Like I want to also experience those struggles because I know they do make me stronger. And so it's hard to, I think it's a different approach. It feels like a very preventative approach. Mm-hmm. Like, let me prevent, let me prevent, let me prevent. And I think you and I, neither one of us are like that. Yeah. I think I used to be like that. And I can see people who are trying to like very desperately like control situations. Mm-hmm. That is fucking miserable. Yep. It's just, it's so miserable and it's so anxiety producing and it's a very preventative way of living life. And we, we know several people like that. And you and I are both like, you know what? Like, let's like, we'll have the full experience. Let's like jump. Let's figure it out on the fly. Let's like, shit's going to yep. be messy. Like, let's fucking do it. And so it goes back to some of our earlier episodes of like, are some people just more willing yeah. to live in a messy situation and like go through the mud and other people need everything to be like, have all their ducks in a row for them to take action. So it's yeah. like, it's still that like pre- very like preventative versus like have the full experience, trust yourself, you know, cause you, trust and control to me are opposites. I think sometimes people like to be the ones who get to say, I told you so too. Really interesting. And I, I'm thinking specifically about a girlfriend of mine who dated a guy. She was warned by some friends that he's crazy. He's psycho. Don't date him. And she's like, I'm not getting that vibe from him. And I was like, and she was asking my advice. I said, listen, you trust your friends. But also, if you're not getting that vibe, like, love it. It'll come out eventually. Yep, yep it will. And it did. And she she's like, okay, here we are. It all came out. So she was a little bit embarrassed about her friends who warned her. But I was like. Also, at least you got to know for yourself. Yep. You needed to find out for yourself and yep. you had a great experience while you had the experience. But I think some of her friends wanted to be at that, like, I told you so. And mm. and then suddenly, like, they couldn't even be kind to her anymore, which mm. kind of sucked. And I think ultimately we just, we need to allow people, even if we, we know, even if we're like, I know it's going to end in a disaster. I know this. Yeah. We've all had that out. friend who were like, this chick is with this guy. What the <laughs> yep. fuck is she doing? Right. Yep. Like, and we want to just be like, you know, so I do, I think it also, one of my mantras is taking people's word at face value. Mm-hmm. That's always a, pro- that's been a proximate. It's so hard because we want to make assumptions. We want to make shit mean stuff. And, and, you know, I think when people go, well, I can't take what they say at face value because I know mm-hmm. that they're lying. Same answer. If they are lying at some point that will come out. It mm-hmm. just will. Mm-hmm. And if your experience is 
a good experience and you can take what the person says at face value, then like, why would you argue with that? Why would you try to like uncover hidden meanings and ulterior motives? Like, why does it need to be like just, and, and so again, I do think it's a trust versus control issue. So many of our our podcasts are really of trust versus control, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's like the lesson I think we have a really, we need to probably get someone on here who's a little more of a control freak. Like, it's weird because you and I are in certain ways, definitely enjoy control. And we're doing something next week that I think both of us are a little bit, we'll talk about after, oh, yeah. after it happens. And I feel like it's going to feel very out of control for me. And I'm nervous about that. But, you know, with the history of like, you know, yo-yo dieting and, chronic eating like dieting and exercise you were coming from a very controlling background now I'm a huge rebel against them just like I just want I want the mess to be honest and I don't and I think there's utility in it it's so funny because definitely I used to be control free I think you know eating disorders they say that it's never it's always a control thing they say rape is a control thing so many like so many things that we do in our life are to get control and ultimately, we just don't ever really we have can't control. can't get it. Like, what are you going to police? Like, everyone's decisions, everyone's how they spend money, everyone's. Yep. And I think this is hard, especially because the nature of self-righteousness and, God, I felt so self-righteous after um, I found out about Jade's Affair. The nature of self-righteousness is that you are blind. Mm -hmm. You are legitimately blind to any other way of doing things. And so when you're in that space, people can't tell you there's another way. You feel so right in your way. And this extends to, again, anything, nutrition, political, like whatever. It's just, and I'm not saying that, you know, there aren't maybe more virtuous ways of doing things or there are more like integrous ways of doing things. But to just stand firm that your way is the way, yep. I think does everyone a disservice. And you can't even have a conversation about it. And I think we're at a point now where sometimes if you even have a conversation about it, it feels like you're condoning it when you're not really, you yeah. know? And so it is a, a, a fine line because you can't really, and I remember you, you can't really talk to someone in a self-righteous place. I remember like when the affair happened, just being like, he is wrong. I'm right. He's yep. the perpetrator. I'm the victim. Like there's no other way I could possibly see it. Yep. And by the way, I still don't condone the behavior, but I can certainly empathize. I certainly, I understand why someone would treat now more than ever. Yep. I get it. I certainly think it's gross behavior and it's very, um, out of someone's integrity, but I totally get it. Yep. And I'm willing to have a conversation around it. I think some people, if you even have a conversation around it, it feels like you're giving it credence. Yep. I think, when it comes to the self-righteousness, it's a lack of being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And like back to that, and I know it's such a charged topic, but the the abortion thing, because it's happening, the New York thing, when my mom said, well, they should just give up the baby for adoption. And she's speaking to a person who gave up her child for adoption. And I was like, I was in those shoes and it was the hardest thing I ever did. And I would not tell somebody that that's the choice that they should make because that's a hard decision too. I said, you just don't know what somebody's going through, what something feels like to say that that's easier is not the case either. And I'm like, there's obviously whatever situation a woman is in, nothing is an easy decision. And I don't think this is those specific instances are, are um, common, like mm -hmm. that late term mm -hmm. abortion. I think that's very, 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 very rare. And I really don't know the whole scope of the law because I haven't been paying attention just from what my mom was telling me. But ultimately what it comes down to is going, she's saying what somebody should do and is not in their shoes. And this is again, a friend saying what somebody should do, not in my shoes, not in Lewis's shoes, not in Jen's shoes. 
And it's like, how are you to tell someone what they should be doing, thinking, feeling when you just really don't know? Um, and all of our, all the way, the way we see the world in whatever way we see the world is shaped by our experiences mm-hmm. and our, what well, you know, our experiences and our level of expertise, what we've been exposed to. And so it's really, if you think about it, it's impossible to ever know the truth because you're always, your viewpoint on anything is always going to be completely shaded and shaped by your own experiences. And I think we're doing a disservice to people to deny them their experience. And that is hard, man. 100%. Yeah. So I'm curious too. um, And you know, this is a good time for people to get introspective because um, not to the friend who, you know, text me to basically say, don't be friends with Lewis. I probably did that kind of stuff when I was younger, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. I can't think of specific examples, but I know I was kind of probably like that. Do you, you have know? standards for your friends? I'd be interested. Like, <sighs> if you had to think about, like, what is important to you when it comes to I your I do have standards for my friends. If they have a profile picture where they're using a Snapchat filter, <laughs> they can't be my friend. <laughs> if they have a cartoon, remember Facebook used to have the cartoon, people would have cartoons. I was like, if you have a weapon or a cartoon, I'm not accepting your friend request. That was pretty much yeah. the only two I would. If you have the Snapchat dog filter as your profile picture, you can't be my friend. That's number one. Absolutely. I mean, we can have preferences. Like, that's the thing is I think that's different, right? Like, we have preferences. Like, we're not going to get along with everybody, right? So you right. just go, you know what? Some yeah. people have I, but some people I don't. That's a personality thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think when it comes to having standards for your friendships, it's like, hey, I value someone who also values these things. Sure. And to your point, it is your prerogative, but don't make the mistake of thinking your way is the right way. Yeah. I Ultimately, I think what made me a little bit sad was when she jokingly said, like, if, if I supported Lewis, then she wouldn't be friends with me. It made me sad because I thought, well, my ex-husband did this and I'm still friends with him. So therefore you shouldn't be friends with me because I'm already supporting a cheater. Right. So it just, it was really like, I just felt like she didn't see the big picture Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. forgiveness I think is very powerful Mm -hmm. and judging somebody. uh, We all judge. I mean, I'm constantly judging people, of course. And I check myself as much as possible. And I try to just get back in my own lane because I used to be the worst at it. But it just it just didn't feel good to me to f- to feel like I had to justify maybe why I'm friends with. So- and honestly, too, I feel like you could be friends with somebody who does something shitty and not support them. Well, I was like, going to say, it's also like not contagious, right? It's not like, oh, my God, we're friends with like a cheater. It means like we're cheating like yeah. or whatever. It's not like it's contagious. It's literally just like this is a human. And by the way, you guys, we're not condoning cheating. Like I know for you and me, like that's a no for me. Yeah. Like it is. Yeah. And I think it's actually more of a no for me now than it was even back then, only because I'm not wanting to be in the business of like raising an adolescent. Like I want yep. everyone to be on the fucking level. <laughs> like, you know, the person I'm with now, like they just have to be on the fucking level. And if they aren't like I'm, I'm out, not because I need to leave because I'm a strong woman, but like, honestly, it's just, I'm, I'm tired. Well, this was actually one other, another friend said this, and I want to ask you what you think about it. She's, and I've heard this quote before and I've read it and I used to agree with it, but I don't think I do. Well, tell me what you think first so sorry I should I should have waited till after I want to hear your opinion but it's the quote well she said well the way you do one thing is the way you do everything Mm. so if he's cheating on his partner then what does that mean is he cheating in his business is he doing that kind of stuff Mm. and so I understand that but I think people can compartmentalize I've seen people do yeah 
things one way, like obsessively. And like, I mean, let's just say my freaking organization in my life. I mean, (laughs) or let's just look at Jill's car. Like if you see her business, she's got her shit together. You get in her car, you'll be like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) Or look at my desktop. So like the way she runs her, the way she cleans her car, which she does not, is not the way that her life is. So I don't necessarily think the way you do one thing is the way you do everything, but I do see that belief. And so I think that's where maybe some of this um, judgment comes in is they're like, well, if he did this with his relationship, then well, that's what the else idea is he doing? behind moral relativism is that mm-hmm. right. So it's going like, and I know a lot of people who are extremely have like very high standards and are very integrous in certain parts of their life mm-hmm. and then other parts they're not. And I'm mm-hmm. like, so I think it is not one way you do one thing is the way you do everything. I think it's literally just like what's important to you. Yeah. Right. Like for me being organized in my business and making sure that people are taken care of and being and showing up on time, my coaching calls and like, yep. I am very organized in my mind about that stuff. My surroundings are super fucking unorganized. <laughs> like my, I'm always messy. My room is messy. My car is messy. My desktop has a million icons on it. Nothing is organized in my surroundings and environment, but my brain is extremely organized. Yeah. And so I think it just, it does depend on where you prioritize. And I do think that our willpower or our mental energy is finite. Yep. So I think it just depends on where you decide to, like I look at your mental energy kind of like a pie chart. There's a finite amount and my, you know, I have a big piece of the pie chart that is focused on staying, it, like making sure I'm taking care of my customers, whatever. So that leaves a very small piece to organize my environment. Just shit is not important to me. Yeah. Right. So you have to kind of pick and choose where you're going to have your integrity. Yep. And I think the more self-awareness you have and the more experience you have, the more ability you have to maybe have that more universally in your life. We do need to have somebody on here that would argue with us on this because we agree too much on some of these things, I think. We need someone who's like, well, because no, I, the way I you see, do one thing is the way you do I everything. See examples of people who are not that way, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah, like I think it's a it's a pithy little like soundbite. Yep. And I think it definitely makes sense in some scenarios, but I don't, you know, and, and I think you and I are the, very much the same. Obviously, to me, my ex-husband made a complete 180 yeah. with his relationship to honesty and integrity. Um, now he's teaching honor codes and shit like that. So it's like, yeah, people can change. Yeah. And, you know, I I do hope for Lewis's sake that, you know, he that he owns it. You know, I think there's a huge opportunity there. And that's not my business to manage, by the way. Yeah. But I do think there's an opportunity there. And I think that it would really be an amazing example. But at the same time, fucking it's his life. Yeah. I think there is a massive opportunity for him to turn this around and take ownership. Whether he does... That's not for us to worry about again. And this is something else I thought about. If he does, I feel like some of the people who are staying away from him still won't believe him. So it doesn't matter for them either. Of course. They'll be like, it's not for, it's not for business, right? It's not a gimmick for business. It can't be a gimmick for business. It has to be, this may be a a larger conversation, but it has to be like something you truly want to do. Like I think Jade was so, and we've had this conversation several times. He was so disgusted and embarrassed by his own behavior, not, because of what it looked like to the outside. But like he just frankly, like even thinking about it still, he's like embarrassed for himself. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how many people on the internet know, for him, he couldn't live with being that person. And I don't know. And I, I've asked him this. I'm like, how does one person feel that strongly about being in their integrity and someone else can just be like, fuck it and just keep like lying throughout their entire life? I don't know. Yeah. Well, so anyway, I don't, it's not for us to manage, but it's an interesting conversation. I think it's good. Great conversation. <laughs> Policing your friends. Should you be the boss of what they're doing? And also, I think that this is a good distinction. You and I have had this before. 
I hate gossip. So I hope that this is not coming off as gossip to me. This is all just context for a discussion. And I do believe in processing. I think that's different than gossip. I think gossip for the sake of gossiping is like, do you see so-and-so did this? And like, it's very like judgmental. I hope that at least you guys can hear that we are trying to be as non-judgmental as possible and kind of see things from all angles and for the sake of discussion and for all of us to grow, that this is just more of a contextual thing for a larger conversation around managing other people's business. Yeah. And, and that kind of thing. So, yeah. I love it. I'm glad we're back together. Yay, me too. We will, uh, well, oh yeah. What will we do? We're, you know what? I keep forgetting to mention, by the way, guys, Organifi has been sponsoring the podcast. Uh, (laughs) P.S. Before we go, go to Organifi.com. I've been doing, this is when I'm, whenever I'm. Dude, I see you doing all these greens. I know. Whenever I'm in Vegas, I try to do my greens every day and it does make me feel better. And then when I travel, I keep forgetting, even though I have the packets packets to bring with me. But it's the cold water. I need it to be cold. Yep. So I've got this issue. Like sometimes in hotel rooms, you can't. It's like you can use nasty hotel water, but anyway, is um, that a personal preference? It, I mean, does it make it? Yeah, I mean, it tastes pers- good regardless. I love their greens. Yeah, it's personal preference for me. I definitely, um, I've been away for like the last two weeks, and definitely probably be. I probably am indulging a little bit too much, so I came home and like just chugged greens and reds because I was like, I need micronutrients. Yeah. That's the thing, especially if you guys are traveling a lot, if you are, you know, drinking alcohol, if you are not getting enough sleep, your body is registering that as stress and Mm -hmm. there's nothing that drains your B vitamins faster and your zinc faster than stress. And so it's really important that you not only pay attention to macros and eating healthy, but also pay attention to micros. This is the kind of, these are the kind of things that really help your metabolism run better. And so I could tell, I don't know about you, but I can tell and I'm like, fuck, I need fruits and vegetables. Dude, yeah. And what are the chances of me buying actual vegetables and making them in a (laughs) stove? (laughs) Very slim. Jill had a story on Moderation 365 today of like her boyfriend's food, which is like actual food. And then her food, which is real people food, which is all in packages. (laughs) So it's like like, processed protein. So that's why the greens and reds powders are good for us. 100%. (laughs) Organifi.com. Make sure you guys put in the best life, all one word at checkout for 20% off. And yeah, definitely tag us when you're using your greens and reds powder and you're getting healthy as shit. It's going to be amazing. And it makes you look so sexy too. I mean, at least that's what I tell myself. That little glow. That little (laughs) greens glow. (laughs) All right. We will see you guys on the next episode. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.